This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good morning. So we are doing the Bhagavad Gita and we are continuing with it. And uh, last week uh, we had done till verse seven from chapter seven. Now in this I had explained to you all how the prakriti and it evolved, and we had also. Desire, you know, given an idea about how these eightfold descriptions have come about of Prakriti. She had created the five elements, then the mind, which I think we are all aware of, then the ego, and then the reason. These are certain things that comprises of Prakriti. This is what he had said. And then he had said that I am none of these principles. This is the lower principle, lower. Then there is a higher principle. The higher principle is what is called as the jiva. Some people call it the jiva atma. Some people call it the jiva. Some people call it just the atma. They say we have a atma in the body. So it's okay. Doesn't really matter because at the end of the day we are still trying to understand how this. Whole thing works. So in that he had said how this prakriti evolved twofold. Twofold is the first one where the eight principles were there, eight things which comprise the first principle, which was called the lower one, and then the higher one, the higher one which is called the jiva. Jiva is that which basically is life, the one which gives life. So Krishna is now going to give an idea about how this whole thing works because. Remember, he had said that everything is in the form of a string. You know, you take a thread and you create a small knot, and then you take another, you know, make another knot, then make another knot, and there are all these knots are strung on that one single string. So you see, in those magicians, you know, they they will do like this, and then the knots will all go away. <laughs> you have seen that, isn't it? This is how we have seen magic happening. They will tie it up. All everything is tied up. All the thread is tied up, and then suddenly they will do like this, and then the thread will open out into one single thread. Think like that. He says that this particular Maya is like that, as if it is a knot in a thread. Got it. So this is where we had stopped last time. So we will continue from here. That is verse eight onwards. So we are doing the Bhagavad Gita, chapter seven, verse eight. Arjuna, I am the sapidity in water, and I am the radiance in the moon and the sun. I am the sacred syllable Om in all the Vedas. The sound is ether. The sound in ether and virility in men. we will do the next one also because it's more or less going to give you an understanding of the subject so verse 9 from chapter 7 of the bhagavad gita i am pure odor the subtle principle of smell in the earth and the brightness in fire nay i am the life in all beings and austerity in the ascetics now all this has got one meaning only krishna is describing himself where he is to be found so first he says i am the sapidity in water now if you see water in any kind or any form what is it like think if i have to look at water in the oceans water in a river water in a pond or a lake water in your tap water in the dam water in plants you have seen water in the plants also it's going through the sap up there to the leaves so if i take water in any format does it have the same composition yes it has actually the same composition but does it look the same no <laughs> it looks different isn't it sometimes it's in the form of an ice sometimes it's in the form of water vapor sometimes it's the form of liquid sometimes it's Uh, in the form of of a solid structure also which cannot be explained now when the water is going through the sap up is it water or is it something else it's a fluid fluid 
So there is one more state which we call as the fluid state. Right? It's neither water nor liquid nor, nor gas. It's, it's something completely different. Nobody has understood. Those who understand pure physics, they will want to know how many forms of water are there. There are unimaginable forms of water, by the way. If you just Google it, you will come to know that water is not just H2O, just not the one that you see. Water has got so many forms, unimaginable number of forms. And you can find that out. So what is he talking about? What is Krishna talking about? He says, it is not the physical form I am talking about. It is not that H2O or the two molecules of hydrogen and one of oxygen. No, I am not even talking about the water in the river, lake, this, that and all those things. He says, that which makes it water. Did you get it? That which makes it water. What is it? What is it that makes it water? The sapidity in it. The, the reason why water can be called water. Same way he says the next one, the radiance in the moon and the sun. See, not necessary the sun has to be glowing. Okay? You will ask me, why is the sun not supposed to glow? <laughs> well, the answer is very simply this. It's a dying star. Sometimes it glows, sometimes it blows away. It can transform itself into anything. So the idea that the sun is there doesn't mean that he is going to give us light. Not necessary. It can absorb light to such a level that even the light on the earth can be absorbed. It can take it away. So then, do you call it the sun? You don't. Same way the moon. It's just a heavenly body. Just a body. Just a heavenly body. Like any other planets. There are exoplanets. There are planets. There are so many things. You know, asteroids. So many meteors. Comets. You name it. So many heavenly bodies are there. They are glowing. Sometimes they glow. So he says the radiance in the moon and the sun, that which makes it, that which makes it glow. You will say, oh, there is that, you know, hydrogen, helium thing going on constantly, you know, fusion, fission, fusion, fission. We are not talking of that at all. Why does it happen? For what reason it is there? See, you have to understand this. It's a, it's a very, very strange way of knowing. Then he says, I am the sacred syllable Om in all the Vedas. Now those who had joined for my Saturday Sunday satsang in the Bhagavad Gita, I had given a, a kind of a very weird explanation for how this whole thing works. The Om. What do you mean by the Om? Om is like a vibration. I had just given an example over there. It's like the vibration. Like a sine curve. Just something which moves. There's a, it's a principle which makes movement. Makes it happen. Makes it happen. What are the Vedas? The Vedas are the framework. See, we have always thought Vedas are some kind of a written books and all that. Vedas can be written, they can be by-hearted. There's a word strung together. Strung together like the... You got it? They are words strung together. But do they make sense? What do the words say? The words have a meaning. A simple change here and there, here and there, can create a lot of problems. Think. Just imagine, you are thinking of something just now. Alright? My friend here used the word. He said, I mean, yesterday also I used the same, but I did not elaborate. 
he used the word in the scooby doo movie or the scooby doo cartoons the word is shaggy it's the name of a person all right your mind on this side ah i remember that character and suddenly your mind switches like that <laughs> you are talking of something dirty see the swift change in the attitude cannot be understood did you get this whole picture okay now let us take a glass of wine you look at the glass of wine all right it is lying there on the table you will look looking at the glass of wine lying there on the table you don't feel like doing anything with it suddenly it changes over i want to clean the place up why should i throw it but sir it is early in the morning it is last nights last night you were completely sozzled you know you were zonked out <laughs> and it was lying on the table and today in the morning you had that little bit of a hangover but whatever the case might be you know why drink it was the first thing but moment later when you want to wipe it clean why throw it away tuck the swift change everything changes like this everything in the world changes got it why it changes because just a little matra matra means matra has got a meaning when we write letters you know letters a b c d like that see you may say what does a b c d have a b c d doesn't have matras who told you that you see in french if you go and see the letter a it has got number of connotations you can make it acute you can make it grave you can just have the word i'm just the letter makes a big difference the letter c c sadila adiptong these are joint so there are so many things which we actually don't see it but the way we pronounce it differs so when you take the vedas and if you are saying a mantra just imagine the mantra a little twist here and there it is not even significant twist it's a just a little matra here and there matra means like i said in english it is there in sanskrit you have the o au am aha you know those kind of the a i just a little little twist just the chandra bindu on top instead of it being om it will be om like that you know the chandra bindu on top of om changes the whole meaning of that if i just write like this and this it is u if i turn the tail inwards it is u if i twist the tail like this and goes longer it is u now if i put the chandra bindu on top it is om you see the whole idea changes isn't it so he says just that little just that twist just that little dot of it can change everything so he says i am that sacred syllable om in all the vedas if i take that om you know the, it goes on and on and the vibration is just flowing like this like this like this like this like never ending or i can say om stop om slightly longer then more then more longer do you think it has meaning or it doesn't have it has a lot of meaning and this meaning cannot be understood 
unless and until you know the essence of it. So now comes the thing which you have to be very careful about. Is it Om Namah Shivaya? Or is it Om Namah Shivaya? What is it? Or is it Om Namah Shivaya? That, that longer duration stretched out like you know rubber band. What is it? What is the right one? Does anybody have any idea? Nobody has the idea. Got the answer? No one has the idea because it is not given. Enlightened beings especially don't have an idea. You may ask me, how can you say Guruji like this? Well, there is a verse for that. Yesterday, last week I did it. Hardly one amongst thousand of men strive to realize me. Of those striving yogis, again, some rare one devoting himself exclusively to me, knows me in reality. Even an enlightened being doesn't know Krishna. What about average human being? You think an average human being knows Krishna? <laughs> it is impossible. So now I think you got the gist of it. How much of that stretching do you have to do in the home? Nobody has given an idea about it. You see, those who read the Vedas in the book, in the scriptures, where is it written, go on the home for about one minute? Then again, whose minute are we talking about? Is it Brahmaji's minute or my minute? See, got the gist of it all or no? So the mantras have no efficacy because of this reason. The mantra has no efficacy because of this reason. Nobody is explaining to you. You just say mantra for the sake of saying and nothing happens. Okay? It's like if I have to use a slightly different terminology, it's like uh, being in love. What do you mean by being in love? <laughs> there is no definition for it. How long? Many years? I saw somebody's post in the Facebook that day. My mother and father are in love even today at the age of 20, 28 years of married life. Is it? <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't know the inner meaning of what you are talking about. Those fellows have lost their love long ago. And they don't know. They are just faking it. Like they say, na, you have to fake it in most of the times. Got the answer? So it's like that. So this OM cannot be quantified or qualified and nobody has any clue about it. So he says, I am the sacred syllable OM in the Vedas. The sound in ether. So the Vedas have this Om in it. Where is it? So it is called the essence of it one. The essence. Nobody has any clue. But it is there. Do the Brahmanyanis know about it? Guaranteed they don't know. I can write and give you. A Brahmanyani has no idea about Krishna. Do you know the reason why? Brahmanyana means the knowledge of Brahma. By the way, not Brahma. Today morning I was explaining this concept to one of my students and I said, those who become Brahmanyani have Knowledge of Brahma. But they are not Brahma. So I explained in a very simplistic manner. And I said that see like this. You are a PhD. Or you are an MPhil. Okay, MPhil you know master of philosophy. Or PhD. 
doctor of philosophy you have heard these terminologies so the university gives you a nice certificate saying that you are the doctor of philosophy you are the master of philosophy it is just the knowledge of philosophy are you a philosopher no <laughs> you are not a philosopher you are just a master of philosopher or a doctor of philosopher philosophy you are not philosopher so knowing brahma means exactly like that do you really think philosophers get a phd no nobody gave them the degree called phd you don't even have to give them a degree because they are philosophers got the answer so brahma is brahma you can become a brahmanyani a phd you get a certificate you know you are a brahmanyani come on you are a brahma yogi people have these fancy designations i am a brahmanyani i am a brahma yogi okay very good sir you have reached somewhere yes but have you actually touched the post have you become that no if you become a brahma yourself you are dissolved got the point if you become a brahma you are dissolved so where is your astitva astitma means are you existing anywhere so those who are brahmanyani are just knowledge blokes blokes who have knowledge do they know krishna sorry sir they don't now how do you know krishna all the brahmanyanis have to transcend the brahma transcend jump over it jump over the moon like that the cow jump over the moon like that you jump over go to the other side and then try to find krishna the technology is love and devotion faith love and devotion these are the words still you can still be trying to find krishna but you will still not find him the gopis of vrindavan were they trying to find krishna when krishna was not there yeah they were very much trying and they were feeling the distance between krishna and them they were feeling the distance the distance between the two that is the krishna is there i am here krishna is there i am here he is not with me he is not with me that kind of an idea and yet you feel the love and that is called the highest form of love it is called raganuga bhakti okay that is the bhakti but still at the end of the day you are still not finding krishna so now think about what i said over here om in the vedas <laughs> you can turn the vedas inside out and squeeze them dry also om you won't find it is a very weird way of looking at it i told you there is nothing which says what is it that you got to do even the brahmanyanis have no jnana of this because if the brahmanyanis were to have the understanding then they won't be there no there will be brahma and brahma means unmanifest they will be unmanifest whoosh disappeared nobody knows where you are knock knock who is there nobody knock knock who is there nobody who is nobody nobody who krishna knows like that only god knows all right so i am the sacred syllable om in all vedas the sound in ether nobody has heard the sound in ether this is the vaguest thing you can think of has anybody heard the sound in ether you know ether first in the first place do you know what is ether right ether is the fifth principle hmm? like we were doing the eight in that the fifth one there is the earth water fire air and the fifth one is called the ether ether is beyond the sky if i wipe the sky I take one broom and i wipe the sky come on let us wipe it out clean <laughs> the sky is in ether so the sound in ether 
no instrument can tape detect this sound you know you know that uh, ultra uh, ultra sound all that kind of thing you can try whatever you want to try you can go and use the best of the instruments also you won't find any sound in ether why there is no sound first if you if there is a sound then you have to have something to hear it got the two I, the sound is there but somebody has to hear it isn't it in the forest i saw a beautiful bird when i say i saw that means i have seen that means it was there i saw it but in the forest there is beautiful bird who saw nobody saw see how they run you know they have there is a beautiful poem isn't it three blind mice see how they run <laughs> nobody has seen them if nobody has seen them how do you know it is there if ether has got sound how do you know there is a sound so the answer is this is the principal sound in ether that which makes it ether did you get it that which makes it ether om is the that which makes it the vedas the string and the knots the string and the knots the string makes those knots the knots are not independent of the string the string is om the vedas are the knots got the answer that which makes the ether ether is made up of the sound so the sound makes the ether it's not the ether which makes the sound got it so i hope you understood that and virility in men a man is a virile creature do i have to explain this to you that which makes him a potent weapon so that which is virility how do you know there is virility nowadays there are no virile men they are all very weak people huh so virile men doesn't mean that the thor guy you know <laughs> no no doesn't even mean jason momoa no no sylvester stallone these are not virility those are only mass of flesh and muscles okay virility is different i can say virility would be defined by somebody like dhritarashtra that guy went a long way isn't it <laughs> virile guy blind fellow doesn't even know kya kar raha hai at the end of the day he was still suffering from that i couldn't see so got the answer so virility in men that which makes them virile that which makes them virile and now let me tell you come back to the previous line where it says it is the sound which makes the ether now it is the virility which makes the man otherwise everybody is lakshmi bomb samajh me aaya otherwise nobody is there you know no everybody is <laughs> like that nobody is virile the virility is there then he is a man no virility not a man at all is just one whatever i don't have to say i think you understood all of you are very smart people in that field so you understand it much better so this is how it works so i am the pure odor the next verse you know nine verse i am the pure odor in the earth does the earth have a smell <laughs> the earth doesn't have a smell but there is an odor which you get you know nice odor nice smell comes from the earth do you know when it comes when the first rain falls on the earth tick the drops fall it gives off a very beautiful odor 
स्मेल अच्छा है सो दैट ओडर इज वेरी नाइस इज इट इट आई एम श्योर मोस्ट ऑफ यू हैव एक्चुअली स्मेल्ट इट सो दैट इज द ओडर बट डज द अर्थ हैव ओडर नो इट डजेंट हैव द ओडर सो इफ देर इज एन ओडर इट मेक्स इट Krishna Krishna is the odor that which makes it what is odor what is smell by the way smell is only a certain chemicals reacting with each other and there has to be a receptor if there are receptors then i can understand the smell you know most of the time people have no idea that they are eating stale food do you know that people don't really have an idea that they are eating stale food people don't have any idea that the milk that they are drinking is not milk at all but people think oh this is milk when it is written ice cream it is not ice cream okay <laughs> it is it is coconut oil when you eat ice cream supposedly ice cream it is coconut oil it is a froth basically <laughs> it's made like that well, few people understand this so what is this all about the understanding that a man has of a subject matter any subject that is there you have to understand it understanding means knowing it i have to know it i have to experience it then i understand it it is not the other way around see like i said just now you are eating you are drinking milk do you have a good sense of smell yes no if you have a good sense of smell you know what's going to happen you will immediately sense it and when you immediately sense it you will come to know what is that smell imagine if you are smelling the cows in it how can you smell the cow in that milk sir you cannot smell cow in the milk it is come from the local dairy you know there is a local dairy over here they make the milk and give it to you there is no cow in that milk and yet if you are smelling of cow that is something very weird yesterday we had a phone call with a person in that they charge 1600 rupees for 1 kilo of ghee so i said how can you charge 1600 rupees for 1 kilo of ghee in bangalore we get the best ghee by the way best ghee and that is nandini ghee you know why nandini ghee is good even tirupati balaji you know balaji tirupati you know next door all their laddus are made in nandini ghee If Balaji loves Nandini ghee, then that is four hundred and fifteen or four thirty or four forty rupees a kilo. Why do I have to pay sixteen hundred bucks? So the person says there is a smell of the cows in it. What? Are you crazy? How can the smell of the cow be there in that ghee? that means you are putting some shit in it dung cow dung in it otherwise how will i get the smell do you know how ghee is made yeah if you know the technique of making ghee you go in all my past satsangs i think there are lots of people who nowadays make ghee at home so they will tell you how ghee is made clarified butter they call it so ghee is made by heating it at such a temperature very hot piping hot 
there is no smell anywhere of any cows in it so how are you talking about there is a smell of cow so the person who was the customer relationship manager the person says you know i'm sorry ma'am we do not have any uh, idea about this but we will take your feedback and now we will put now that this did didn't say but now we will try to put less of that cow shit in it okay cow dung in it so that you don't have to smell it making a fool of people is not good so the essence is not that when we say if i go to eat the laddu from tirupati balaji ji's you know temple tirupati the essence is the nice smell that you get that reminds me of balaji do you get what i'm saying one more explanation i will give you know you have you have an ex girlfriend or something like that and you have some paper or some handkerchief or something of hers two years later also if you smell that handkerchief you will still say i can still get the smell of hers ah come on yeah two years have gone by no i still get the smell of hers that is called the essence actually the girlfriend is not in that handkerchief she is not there she is disappeared she has got married and settled somewhere who knows we don't know but <laughs> but just having that thing and smelling in it yeah there is a character of rajkumar rao you have you heard of rajkumar rao in uh, some films there is a film called ludo in the film ludo this fellow his that girlfriend of his has got married and she has got one bachcha also and yet every time he will do dance like this like this like this like this for her because she used to love mithun chakravarti so many years later also he is still doing the dance why because of essence it reminds me about her did you get the point so i have given you so many explanations at least now you understand that there is no sound in ether but that which makes me remind of krishna ether the sound which makes me remind of krishna which makes me closer to him that is who i am i am the life in all beings now this is a very weird one for the life of it you will not understand because every person believes they are alive you know i value my life so much i am a happy person people say this kind of words who is this life me i am alive who is this alive nobody knows knock knock who is there nobody knows so the idea is this that which is the life in you and nobody knows about that life do you even pray to that life in you tomorrow don't take one agarbatti and start doing like this like this to yourself otherwise boliga guruji ne bola tha life in me is krishna so i will pray to myself only और सब लड्डू खुद खा जाओगे दैट्स अ जोक ओके बट थिंक अबाउट इट इज दैट व्हाट इट इज यू हैव टू नो द लाइफ इन यू इज कृष्णा नो बडी लुक्स एट इट लाइक दैट वी ऑल थिंक दैट लाइफ इज आई वाज बोर्न सो एंड सो आई विल बी डेड सो एंड सो दैट्स इट नो बडी हैज द आइडिया दैट द लाइफ इनसाइड ऑफ यू इज कृष्णा do you know even if i give you 10000 different explanations also the essence of this has to be somewhere percolating inside percolating inside you know in south india they make filter coffee filter coffee they have one small dabba filter they call it usme na they put the coffee powder on top and they put hot water in it and they keep it and the next morning they drink that whatever decoction they call it decoction they will put it in uh, hot milk and all that and then they will drink it it is called decoction 
Now, how much of coffee can you take out from that decoction, by the way? We are Indians. We love to go and milk it till it dries up. Mola last drop tak mai nikalega usme se. I will take out the last drop of it all. Essence, the essence of coffee. Another example, sugar cane juice wala. You see, in, on the roads we get this sugar cane fellow. No, he, he will put the sugar cane through that that two rollers like this and he will put it like this. It will come out from the other side. Then he will fold it again. Then he will put it again. Then he will take it again. Then he will fold it and put it again. And then he will take it in again. How many times can he take out? We are like that. Am I say yeah. So, we like to take out the last essence of it all. So, if you are an Indian and if you know how to take out the last essence of it all, why don't you understand that the essence is Krishna? So, if you want to take out the last of that decoction, because I was told that you have to use the decoction at least three times. Three times? You can't use it even once. Go to Starbucks, they use it once only. They will take that thing like that. Finished. It's gone. Then it goes into the dustbin. But in India, we use it many times. Chai ko bhi das bar karenge. If you go to Gujarat or you go to Mumbai, you know, that same tea powder, they will use the tea. You know, they will take one stove, they'll, they'll put so much of uh, thing in it and they'll keep on boiling and boiling and boiling and boiling. The same tea powder they keep on boiling. Thinking that you have to take out the last drop of tea from it. Sir, the essence of it. See, all these examples which I told you, including that, you know, that rumal of your girlfriend, to this coffee and tea, all this, what did I tell you in all this? There is essence of Krishna in everything, including your life. Did you find it? And that is what he is talking about. It, it is nothing to do with all your other explanations. Alright, so we will move to the next verse. So we are doing Bhagavad Gita chapter 7 verse 10. Arjuna, know me to be the eternal seed of all being. I am the intelligence of the intelligent. The glory of the glorious. We will do 11 verse also. Arjuna of the mighty, I am the might. Free from passion and desire in beings, I am kama. The conjugal desire, not conflicting with virtue or scriptural injunctions. I am all of this. I am the eternal seed of all beings. <laughs> eternal seed. The seed which keeps on giving more and more. Just now there was virility and now it is eternal seed. So eternal seed means what? Imagine the first man. His seed created the, the second generation, then the third generation, then the fourth generation. Like that the generations after generations have come. Not just in men. Trees, birds, animals, insects, name it. In everything there is a seed. Isn't it? So here he is saying, I am the eternal seed. Eternal seed. Do you get it? So if you are that man, your eternal seed is Krishna. You will look at yourself in the mirror. From what angle do you think I am Krishna? You are nowhere Krishna. Why? Because you can't see it. It is the essence in you. The eternal seed in you. Got that thing or no? The reason why Krishna is giving so many examples for Arjuna to understand is because the biggest duffer in all this is Arjuna himself. He still doesn't understand. See, he will keep on saying, I don't understand anything. Okay, 
you just tell me what i am supposed to do even in my world people will tell me guruji i don't understand anything that you are saying you just tell me you know what i am supposed to do i will do that sir if the matter was so simple and easy then i would have myself done it no why will i need you but my essence is in you that's why i am telling you that essence to do that job and the essence says i don't know anything got the answer or no how many of you actually catch which are what i talk it's a riddle talk you know it's full of riddles all my satsangs are full of riddles if you actually understand what i am speaking you will ting, you know dimag ki batti jal jayegi mentos so it's like that you have to understand this the truth about this the essence of krishna is in everything i am the seed in everything because everything came from me Does, didn't it come from me did i not tell you that even the brahma came from me the unmanifest came from me the manifest also came from me that is the purusha and the prakriti i am the base the superstructure i am everything in that and yet they won't don't find me even brahma ji mein mera essence hai i am the essence in brahma i am the essence in vishnu i am the essence in shiva i am the essence in them and yet you can't see me there so got it so this is the point so when i meet my guruji he is the essence of all this gurur brahma gurur vishnu gurur devo maheshwara gurur sakshat para brahma tasmay shri gurve gurve namaha what am i talking about sir he is the he is the para brahma himself he <laughs> just split into three like that the essence of brahma the essence of vishnu the essence of shiva the essence of the brahma also brahma is above these three gods the essence of brahma is in the guru in one of the verses krishna will tell you that also you may understand and you may not understand so <laughs> the understanding has to some day click click like that so i am the eternal seed of all beings and the intelligence of the intellect intelligence the intelligence of the intelligent the intelligent people are there there are duffers on one side there are intelligent people on the other side okay that which makes the difference between the two is that i am that unme farak kaise aata hai how does the difference come between these two one is a complete dodo and one is super intelligent what is it that makes that thing both over here and over here ignorance intelligence ignorance intelligence ignorance knowledge ignorance knowledge that which makes it go from here to there i am the intelligence of the intelligent the absence of intelligence absence of intelligence is called ignorance ignorance is the name of maya who is maya krishna himself so the whole thing comes back again to the same place so now did you understand i am the thread in between all this i have given you the full picture now did you get the picture or no there is a duffer there <laughs> person who has no brains and person who is intelligent between the two what is it that makes the two the intelligence makes the two hmm? lack of it and having it 
So the intelligence is there. Now, what is it that is there in him? Intelligence is there in the intelligent. So that makes him Krishna. Did you get it? It's called the essence. Now this fellow doesn't have. What is there in him? Maya. Who is Maya? Ignorance is Maya, isn't it? Why is he an unintelligent? Because he is ignorant. Why is he ignorant? Because Maya has covered him up. Why has Maya covered him up? Because it's everybody in this world is full of Maya, isn't it? All delusional. Delusional. But this delusion is whose? Maya's. And who is Maya? Krishna. So <laughs> we come back to the whole circle and at the end of it all you will still see the string in all this. The string. And those are knots in the string. Did you get it? Knots in the string. Then he says, the glory of the glorious. Of the mighty I am the might. The beam is having a might, you know, like that. Hulk. In the modern day Hulk. You can do like this and break the whole thing up. You know that. The mighty Hulk. So like that, beam. So who is it that makes him like that? <laughs> Me. So Krishna is the one who is the might in the mighty. The might in the mighty. Then he says, free from passion and desire. <laughs> In beings I am Kama. What is Kama? Kama basically is all about lust, isn't it? Desire. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And lust is nothing but desire. Greed Another desire, isn't it? Mm, I want, I want, I want, I want. In everything there is a lust and greed. Kamdev, the god of Kama, is Krishna himself. This is known. Huh? Here he says, free from passion and desire. How can karma be free from passion and desire? So we have again come to the same principle. Ignorance, knowledge. The previous line. Okay. On one side you are intelligent, unintelligent. Lusty, not lusty. Passionate, not passionate. What is it that makes the passion and the lust and the desire and the... So we have now reversed it out. That which is devoid of passion and lust. That which is devoid of passion and lust is the essence of Krishna. That which is full of lust full of greed, full of desire, is what? Maya. <laughs> she makes you want, isn't it? Doesn't she tell you, come to me, come to me, come to me? It's exactly like that. So that which tells you to come to me is the desire and the lust and the greed. So that essence of it is Maya. Who is Maya? My own avatar. Maya is Krishna himself. So whether you see here or whether you see there. In one he showed on this side, on the other he showed on this side. So now you take the whole thing as one and by this you will understand that Krishna is in everything. You will wonder how is it possible? Krishna was the highest of the dispassionate beings. Isn't it? We know this in reality. In all the Krishna Leela we know. He is the essence of dispassion. He is full of detachment. Isn't that what he says? He is free from passion and desire. 
Krishna is free from passion and desire. Have you heard of the Leelas of Krishna in Vrindavan? He is the essence of free from passion and desire. And on this side, he has all the big gang of gopis. Now, we come to the next part. He is free from passion and desire. 16,108 wives. How many children? Countless. Million. Then your question will be, just now you said he is free from passion and desire. How can he have children? It is called the detached state of being. Dispassionate, detachment, discrimination. These are the three Ds of spiritual. So Krishna is the essence of the three Ds. When you become dispassionate, when you become detached, when you know discrimination, the real from the unreal, then you go and become spiritual. So when I was telling you the story of the yogis who cannot reach Krishna, just in this satsang I was telling you that there is everybody, even enlightened people can't reach Krishna. The gopis were always hankering for Krishna. I want to meet Krishna, I want to meet Krishna, I want to meet Krishna, I want to meet Krishna. Got it? The day this whole thing goes away, the hankering goes away, desirelessness comes in you. You are not even desiring. You don't have that hankering. You don't have that lust or greed. Free from lust and greed. Free from passions. Detached, dispassionate, discriminate. These three Ds are with you. That day you will meet Krishna. So if you hanker for him, it is going to give you what is called as Raganuga Bhakti. Got it? But the day you give it up, Give up that and stop that hankering. You will see Krishna in everything. It is so simple but the most difficult thing in the world to do. How do you find Krishna in anything? So this is what he says. I am the conjugal desire not conflicting with virtue or scriptural injunctions. None of this is going to even put one lanchan, one dot, one black dot on the scriptures. Nowhere is this going to contradict the scriptures, by the way. The scriptures are written in my Saturday, Sunday satsang. I had, written, I had said this very clearly. The scriptures are written, but it is the most difficult thing in the world to actually understand it. Because the scriptures cannot be deciphered by an ordinary person. Why will an ordinary person know the scriptures? The Vedas are the most difficult in the world. They can be understood superficially. It's written, do this puja, do that puja, yeah, aisa karo, oh, aisa karo. go and study the Vedanta also. The Vedanta stories, you can come and you can squeeze them dry and take out the... Nobody will understand. In the Saturday-Sunday satsang, in the Uddhav Gita, Krishna made it very clear. It is impossible to understand because everything is written in a codex. The whole thing is so intricately hidden that it is not possible to understand it superficially. So that is the reason why to know the essence. When you know the essence of anything, including your own life, then you will find Krishna. So today's satsang, he is just saying this one thing. 
you can go in whichever part of the world that you want you can go to the ether you can go to your own life you can go inside the you know the cows oh, ghee flower your girlfriends essence that you can think of anything in the world you can take it i am the essence of everything and to find me is the most difficult thing in the world because it is not so easy as it seems but no i am the essence so we have come to the end of verse 11 next time we will do verse 12 onwards i'll see you all you have a great day ahead take care